Welcome to My Empower Project with your host, Erin Rowe. We will discuss nutrition, fitness, becoming your own boss, and just becoming better every day. I invite you to join My Empower Project as we embark, embrace, encompass, and enlighten. Hi, Meg. Welcome to the show. Hi, Erin. I finally had the pleasure of meeting you this past Christmas, and I held back then asking you all of these questions that were running through my head at the time. I was saving (laughs) them. I was saving them to share with the dream chasers here listening at My Empower Project. So today we finally get to chat. You have built a successful home-based business. What is the business you've built? Well, I have two businesses, actually. One's underneath the other. The first business that I started is called Made by Meg. And then two years ago, I started Prism Sea Glass. How many years ago did you start Made by Meg? 11 years ago. Wow. And how'd you come up with the concept first of the business initially? The concept kind of happened by accident. I was commissioned to make some sea glass jewelry for someone that had a business making sea glass jewelry. And she needed someone with skills that she didn't have. And I was able to fulfill that for her. And I did that for her for a little while, but she was having me do her design. And I got to a point where I really enjoyed doing it, but I wanted to do designs of my own. So I started collecting sea glass of my own and making my own designs. And then my mom liked them and then some of my mom's friends. And then I was in a gym at one of those curves places. And at those places, it kind of ends up being more of a social thing than a workout thing. So I made friends with a lot of the ladies there and they were interested in seeing my jewelry and one of them suggested well why don't you have a little show here of your jewelry here at the gym one night i did that and that was that was 11 years ago that was the start of the business and from there i i did some craft shows and i started doing home parties and it just grew and grew and uh here we are that's so funny that it evolved from the curves gym yeah. And now it is just so much more. Did you mm-hmm. start with just like one type of jewelry or what type of pieces do you offer? I make a little bit of everything. I started with doing pendants mostly. When I started, I was just doing wire wrapping and I've gone a lot past that now. But when I first started wire wrapped rings and pendants and earrings and I did that and then I moved into doing torch work. That way I'm able to do silversmithing with sheet metal. Now I do pretty much all that. I don't really do much wire wrapping any longer. Oh, you really expanded a lot. How long does each piece take? Oh, it totally depends. Like a wire wrap piece, I can honestly do in a couple seconds with my eyes closed at this point. (laughs) But I specialize in sea glass and diamond engagement rings. Those can take me a few days to create. So it really varies depending on the design. They're beautiful. How did that first come about? Did you get a surprising request for an engagement ring or did you make some samples? Well, what I did actually is I used to be really into blogging. I had a really active blog that I was blogging at least three times a week back in, oh geez, it would have been like 2009, 2010 that I was doing that. I talked a lot about my jewelry and just different crafts that I did and things like that. And someone found me through my blog, I believe. 
she requested for me to make her an engagement ring. And the engagement ring was just going to be sea glass. I was pretty intimidated by the request, but figured I like, I like a challenge and I'll take it on. So I made that one and I blogged about it. And from that blog, so many other people found me and started requesting more rings. My husband, John, made a section on the website about the engagement rings and kind of put up a portfolio as it started to grow. From there, people could find me online. There was no one else making engagement rings with sea glass that you could Google and find other than me. When I first started doing them, if someone came up with that idea, there was nowhere else for them to go, really. I mean, there's plenty of other sea glass artists that could do it, but I was the only one advertising that I do it. So it really grew from there. And that is one of the big parts of the business. And one of my specialties, I've made hundreds of them now. And it's really grown into a a big part of the business, which is exciting because I really enjoy making them. Blogging was huge back in the 2009 era. How many years did you keep doing the blog after that? I did the blog for a couple years. It really was when I had my first daughter that (laughs) something had to give (laughs) and there just wasn't, wasn't time for it. I think one of the last blog posts is me revealing her nursery and then when she was born and, (laughs) and then it just falls off the face of the earth pretty much. And that was seven years ago. So I really haven't picked up the blogging thing since then. But people still find those blog posts and it's really good as far as search engine to be able to find those blog posts about those first rings that I made. And now people go to my portfolio and see how expensive it is. It's really fun. Well, that's understandable that you had to cut something out when you had your daughter. Is that when you moved into Instagram and started marketing after the blog? Yeah, that is a pretty good timeline and transition. I mean, Instagram is a lot faster to be able to post a picture and a thought and kind of get your images out there without writing an entire blog post. I think blogs are still somewhat popular, but I think the the fad of them is kind of passing and Instagram is really where people are at these days. I'm not as active on Instagram as I was in the past. It's just work has taken over. (laughs) You have time for social media when things are down, but luckily things have been so busy that it really has fallen to the side a little bit, but I still enjoy Instagram here and there. Do you have any advice for how you continue to grow your brand or is it mainly just word of mouth now? We've kind of changed. And when I say we, I mean me and my husband. When things really picked up for the business about three and a half years ago, he ended up leaving his full-time job and joining me full-time because it just made sense. Since John has joined me, he really brought a lot of different ideas and thoughts and plans into the business that weren't there when it was just me. For the good, too, because when you have a second person to bounce ideas off all the time and we just go back and forth with plans for what we can do and what's best for the business, we've really changed things over time. Like I said, I started with home parties and doing craft shows and things like that. Then I moved into doing a lot of sea glass festivals. Those festivals were really good to meet other people in the community and meet people who are really into sea glass and things like that. And then 
I grew into being a guest speaker at those festivals, talking about sea glass and what I've done with it and things like that. As time has gone on, though, things have shifted. And instead of selling to shows and a retail market, we've switched more to a wholesale market. As that change has happened, we've really realized that it works better for us and our family because we're not packing up the car so many weekends to be able to go to shows and do craft shows. That really can take a toll on us and on the family. The difference between doing a retail setup and a wholesale setup is the retail side of things, you have to make hundreds of pieces of jewelry to go to a show you're probably only going to sell maybe 20 to 25% of what you made to bring to that show. So a lot of your money and investment is sitting there in products that may not sell for years. With a wholesale setup business, you still go to shows, fewer shows. Like this year, we're only doing four wholesale shows. We do some of the biggest ones in the United States. So we make it worth it. With those shows, we only have to make samples. We make one of each design in our line, and then we bring them to these wholesale shows. Store owners are at those shows, and then they make orders off of our samples. We make the orders as they're requested. We're only ordering supplies for pieces that we know have already been ordered, and then they're paid for, and that setup really works well for us because it's a guarantee that the jewelry that you're making is essentially already sold. So you're not wasting your time on pieces that may or may not sell at a show. It seems to work for us. And then we also have the website and I also do the engagement ring. So we kind of have like a couple different branches of the business that all come together and make everything work. <laughs> Working from home, how do you schedule when you will work and when you will leave the studio? That can be a challenge. With the way that we work our business, it seems that the springtime is really, really a difficult, busy time for us. We find that we're working longer hours and like this past spring, my mom actually came and lived with us for a month because we needed help <laughs> with just the everyday things like getting the girls at the bus stop and things like that. We were just falling behind on when these orders were due. And luckily she's ready and willing to help, but we know this coming spring, we really want to try to get more of a back stock so that doesn't happen again. It's a great thing and a challenge that our studio is in our home because luckily it has a door. So at five o'clock we can shut that door and then it's family time. We can leave work at work. But there are times that we have to open up the door on the weekend and get a little bit of work done. The girls understand that, but it's a balance and it's hard sometimes, unfortunately. I hope that the girls witness how hard we do work and that they're able to take a lesson from that of what you can achieve and how you can build your own business. And I think they're also witnessing a good lesson when it comes to what you can do. Kids that don't know what their parents do on a daily basis because they don't witness it, 
and they don't get to see what it's all about. But the girls like to visit us in the studio when we're we're working when they're here, and it's good for them to see. And it's a good thing that our, our studio actually shares a wall with one of our daughters, so we can't work at night. After the girls go to bed, we can't go in there and work because it would keep her up which is a good and bad thing, but good that it kind of limits when we can be in there. So it kind of forces us to take a break too. That's wonderful. That's an excellent role model to see you and your husband working together as a team, seeing how hustle really can benefit the family. I think that's great that they get to see you. Mm -hmm. So you have your website to go to if somebody wants an engagement ring. Do you have any pieces in brick and mortar stores or only when the wholesale companies buy from you? The wholesale is all brick and mortar, actually. The store owners are store owners on any main street in the U.S. and all over the world, really, some of the shows we go to. We sell to probably over about 130 stores of our Prism Sea Glass line. That's the one that we do wholesale. The way that that works is that these shows, they make orders, and we also have 14 sales reps in New England and New York, New Jersey, that is a sales rep company that sells for us. That's another avenue that we are able to kind of break off so we're not spending so much time on the phone. And at the shows, we have a whole sales force that is doing the selling for us. We like to be in the studio making jewelry and having time to spend with the family. So getting a sales rep team was really a good move that we made last year. So those brick and mortar stores, a lot of them are in that area up in New England. That's great that you have expanded to get help with the sales rep so you can be in the studio. But I'm picturing they call you and say this store wants 200 necklaces. How do you go about producing such a mass order once you are contacted? <laughs> well, the orders aren't that large. I'd say, I mean, for us to get a 200 piece order is pretty rare. They're usually more around like 30 to 50 pieces. Okay. A lot of times stores want to get started with just a small order to see how it sells and what is popular and see the product in person. So they'll make a smaller order and then in the future make a larger order. And a lot of these stores, especially with the sales reps, they'll get orders for future dates. A lot of brick and mortar stores will start making orders for the spring in January and even December. So we'll know what's coming up and we can get started way ahead of time to be able to get everything when the shift dates are requested. Oh, good. So you get a lot of notice. Do they request very detailed? Like I want five green necklaces and three blue earrings, or they just say, you choose, send me 10. Most will have a pretty specific order. It just depends on the buyer. Some like to have their hands in and be able to pick every single piece, which is fine. And we definitely accommodate that. In some cases, they'll say, okay, my budget is this and I want earrings and necklaces only. And they'll just trust us to guide them with what our best sellers are. And that tends to work better, in my opinion, because we know the product the best we know what's going to sell the best. So if they leave it up to us and just give us a budget, we're able to give them what we know is going to sell. What would you say the hardest part is of running your business? Is it the hands-on making it a piece or more the business end or anything specific? I'm not a big fan of email. <laughs> and I, <laughs> It ends up being such a time hog, especially with the engagement rings that I do. I spend a lot of time Every single ring that I've made 
except for I think two have been over email. Some customers, and I love these customers that are very detail oriented and they really want to have a part in designing the ring and have a lot of questions. And it's good because I actually get to know the customer in those conversations and emails. But sometimes I'll have 50 emails back and forth with customers to come up with a design before the rings even started. All of those emails add up to a lot of time taken. It's good. And I find that it's the only way that I can really do it because when a customer calls me, I'm so all over the place and they'll catch me like at the bus stop. Whenever I'm talking to a customer about a ring, it's so hard to keep track. I mean, at any given time, I could be talking to seven different customers about rings and they all want something different. So then when someone calls me on the phone, it's so hard for me to remember every customer and what they wanted and what design and what color glass and all of these different factors that go into each ring. But with an email, I'm able to go back and read anything in the email to reference what we talked about, what we discussed and what we decided on. So it's really the only way I can do it. We're just trying to get everything to a well-oiled machine, as we like to say. We had Made by Meg to a well-oiled machine, and then we took on the task of PRISM, when we did that, it was kind of like starting all over again. Getting everything to the point where we have a back stock of inventory, we have things ready to go, and when an order comes in, we can get it done really quickly. I think those would be our goals at least in the next year. Beyond that, we may take on more sales reps in different areas of the country. I just did a photo shoot today for our 2020 collection and our new pieces that are going to be coming out. That's always something fun to look forward to and coming up with new designs. Is there a popular sea glass color that everyone raves about and wants from you? It's always the ocean colors. Aquas and blues mostly are really popular. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Did you ever think that helping the other lady out would get you into this business years later? I know. It's so funny (laughs) to think about that because when I met her, I was actually at a bead store on Saturdays. They just kind of had an open, you can come and chat with other people and work in the bead store on whatever you're working on. And this woman came in and asked the owner if she would do it. And she was like, I don't have time for something like that, but Meg might be interested. I did it for her that one time. And then I ended up doing it for her for two years. I I often think about what if I hadn't been there that Saturday. I, I don't know where my life would be. I definitely wouldn't be where I am now. That's for sure. It was meant to be. Yeah. I can't wait to see your 2020 collection. Where can we find you? Buy pieces for holiday gifts. First website, the first business is madebymeg.net is the website. And then our other collection is Prism Seaglass and that's prismseaglass.com. On Instagram, I'm Made by Meg and Prism Seaglass. Those are probably the best places to see what we're up to and kind of check out a visual for what I've discussed. Awesome. I'll put them in the show notes below. And thanks for chatting with us today. Thanks so much, Erin. It was so great to talk with you. You too. Thank you for listening. You can find every episode, including the written versions to read on ErinRowe.com. Be sure to leave a review because I love hearing your opinions on the topics I shared. Are they new? Are they helpful for you? Tap that subscribe button so you don't miss the future interviews and enlightenment to come. This episode was brought to you by me, and only me because I love sharing new ideas with you. Take action to become better. Have a fabulous day.